0: Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who
1: From four grown adults who should probably know better From four grown adults who should probably be working
2: We're
0: not afraid to say it like it is Or the word bollocks www.dirtyhoers.com.
3: Follow us on Twitter at Dirty
2: If you like that kind of thing Also on Facebook. Deal with it.
0: Geronimo!
1: Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts.
0: Number one assistant. Terry Lightfoot. Oulon. stutters. Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia
3: Begonia. Lord President Sen.
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dirty Man of not believe how much fucking shit it has taken for us to record this, and how best some of us are, mostly me. This time around we're going to do Planet of Fire, which was the fifth story in season 21, Turlow, Perry and Technically Chameleon, written by Peter Grimwade, Peter Grimwade did Time Flight Modern Undead. So a big bag of crap. But he also directed some reasonable and crap stuff. He did Legopolis, full circle, but he also did a shocking kinda. Kinda's
2: <clears throat> all right. Kinda
1: uh, <laughs> Toy. It's fucking bollocks. It's a giant rubbery fucking <laughs> latex snake thing. It's dreadful. It it's like esoteric. A- talk oh, I really have been drinking. I'm really sorry. I just <laughs> But, you <clears> did you know, I'll tell you, do a Peter Grimwade factoid? Robots of Death, Grimwade Syndrome is named after Peter Grimwade because he did Spearhead from Space and Robot and Pyramids of Mars and then he did Robots of Death. And I think he did Demons as well, but he was only a production assistant and basically he was on anything that had a fucking robot in it. So they named Grimwade Syndrome after Peter Grimwade. Okay. <laughs> Planet.
0: (laughs) That took you a fucking hour to get that out. (laughs) I'm really sorry. I'm
1: really sorry they don't pay me for this shit. I'm really sorry. Uh, So, Planet of Fire,
0: directed
1: by Fiona Cumming. What else did Fiona Cumming do? She she said
0: Cumming. Cumming,
1: I know, yeah. She did something weird. Oh, no. (laughs) No, she did Valva, but she did something else as well. I can't remember what it was. It's Snake Dance and Enlightenment. There you go. Ah,
0: okay. I like those
1: episodes. Yeah, they're not bad, actually. You yeah, like I Snake yeah. Dance
2: and not Kinder.
3: Kinder. I like Kinder. I was okay with those two.
2: Yeah, I'm all right with nice. those. I mean, Kinder's got Richard Todd in it, doing an awesome job. Is so he the like, doctor? Oh, I... He's really weird. Richard Todd's the little oh, old guy. The mad one is the mad one.
0: That's a great help. Who's the dude with the big lips? <laughs> yeah, that's probably him. Uh, I must me. apologize.
3: Hey. I'm just sitting back. Listening like all of you. <laughs> As two young
1: ladies desperately trying to keep me sober. So let's get some ratings. Oh. Dirty Hoos, rating system, hookers, money, stuff. Stuff. Who wants to start? <laughs>
2: I think you should before you fall off something.
1: All right, this is contentious. You ready for this? Now, obviously, I base all mine in relation to...
2: Nicola Bryant's boobs?
1: A doctor's tenure. No, Nicola Bryant is lovely, and to be honest, I think she's great in this. It's a really good introduction for a character, and it's a really strong character when she's introduced. She gets watered down a lot later on, but I'll talk about that in a bit. I think I'm going to go ten and a very generous tip, and that tip will be, I think, some beachwear. I think I'll buy the young lady some beachwear. <laughs> Not the budgie smugglers that Oh!
0: I knew that was going to come up
1: yeah but Nicola is just a breath of fucking fresh air for this and I remember this many many moons ago and thinking yeah I'm, I'm interested in this assistant but I just couldn't place why
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think there's two reasons two very clear reasons that yes. I don't give a fuck about
1: I think this is Perry at uh, fucking height.
0: Yeah, I'm going for a 10 and a tip as well. I don't know, maybe a pair of shoes. I'm not that fussed about this one.
2: Oh, oh it's tricky because it was rather dull, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say five with possibly a nice sarong or some sort of moo-moo thing for <laughs> Turlough. So that you don't have to see those Oh, things. oh,
3: oh.
1: Just out of curiosity, Turlough, would you?
0: No. No. There's attractive ginger and then there's repulsive ginger.
1: Yeah, but attractive gingers tends to be well, like female
0: for you. Well, I've met for anybody, surely. I've met attractive male gingers before.
1: Really, that's an aberration, though, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to give this a twenty. Good for you, sir. Good for you. Bold, yes. contentious. <laughs> Sorry, was that all of us? I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, that's all of us.
3: Four people, unless your <laughs> sober alter ego wants to come back and speak up. <laughs>
1: Hush. No, no, it's cool. No, I think I'll, I think I'll stick with rat it. <laughs> so, uh, what do we do next, usually?
0: We review it individually.
1: It. Right, okay. So, it. who wants to do that?
0: <laughs> you go for it, because you're going to take the most time. So, get it over with. Right. Talk about Harriet. Okay, Harry, no, that's
1: fair. How much talk love about Harriet and stuff. No, it's not that. It's just that Perry got really watered down later on, but she's quite feisty in this one. Yeah,
2: I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. You
1: know, got- and we didn't know what the fucking Ellen American accent was like when this first came out. You know, we only had Auto Man and Dynasty and and you know stuff like that. It didn't strike us that she was anything weird, but she stood up to the master. Yeah, and this is quite a bloody dark episode. Oh
0: dear God! When
1: you think about it. <laughs> stands there and watches the master burn. Yeah,
0: that was pretty heinous. Isn't it?
1: Dude, righteously bodaciously heinous. Absolutely. He
0: could have saved him. And it's weird because he is such a bland, goody-two-shoes doctor. And here he is. He just sits there and goes, no, I'm just going to let this guy burn. It's creepy. There's
1: a bit of resurrection of the Daleks and things like that, though, which are carried into this that sort of set the Doctor out as being a little bit fucked up about things of late mm. and set that kind of darker tone to start off with.
2: Mm. I mean, David's um, run is often said to be one of the bloodiest and have you seen that one <laughs> yeah dude seriously it
1: is. Yeah, and honestly he fucking kills chameleon
0: yeah yeah that was harsh I didn't get that I, I yeah. was just like come on he puts
1: him out of his misery and to be honest it's quite a dark and quite a, a serious scene but because chameleon was so shit it kind of falls <laughs> flat well it does you know I um,
0: liked chameleon I did not enjoy that scene the first time I saw it oh no save chameleon why can't they just reproach Program him. I was sorry.
1: Well, that was a big thing behind this episode. Sorry, I'm eating my tea at the same time. Here. It must have been a bastard to write because basically they wanted to get rid of Turlo. They wanted to get rid of Chameleon. It was the end of the contract for the master. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to basically get rid of the master. Mm-hmm fucking John Nathan Turner wanted to have a holiday in Lanzarote or whatever and also they wanted to introduce Perry that's a fucking nightmare list of things that you've got to cram into an episode if you're a writer
0: don't forget to mention all the running around on lava rock
1: yeah which looks amazingly like Lanzarote doesn't it it's quite funny
0: I was so done with that after one take it it
1: must have been a difficult script to write and to be honest if you've got all that criteria well he didn't do bad i hated the fucking master being small i hated all that but it also didn't turn into a kind of comedy run around benny hill shit of the tiny little master running around inside the tardis
0: no despite the (laughs) fact that she was chasing him down with her shoe that, that was great. I liked that. Like
1: that. <laughs> that a great setup for Perry, you know?
0: Yeah. She's like, I'm going to fucking kill this mouse. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've not seen the DVD release. Apparently, like about 30, 40 minutes cut out for the DVD release. And it's a lot faster. I don't know who watched it on the DVD. No, yeah. I did.
2: Somebody was, was saying, saying that it, it makes even less sense than Ghostlight by the time they've chopped all the bits
0: out.
1: No, oh, I bet. Yeah, I heard that but I've not seen it so I couldn't say
0: all they have mm. to do is like shorten the bits where they're running around on top of rocks I don't need to watch much of that to know that that's what they're doing move on to the next scene
1: I mean they actually went out to kill the master as well and it's fucking brutal
0: it's awful
1: yeah to be honest I didn't do the homework I didn't watch this but I've seen it enough times to remember what sticks in my head because it's what it's about four 25 minute episodes I think it's it's four four. something.
2: four episodes yeah
1: feels like Um, six yeah, I kind of remember that, that it does. This would have probably got a 20 for me if they hadn't put Mark Strixen in speedos.
0: Ugh, or in those shorts, or or in the episode...
1: Yeah, and to be honest, all the stuff with his home planner, and this, that, and the other, and him leaving, and the political shenanigans, and I can't remember now what the hell that was all about.
2: Oh, Um, his dad was some sort of resistance leader, and for some reason they sent sent his dad and his brother to the planet, for some utterly unexplained reason, him to boarding school.
3: That's one of the things I liked about it. That was one of the things I found to be the strongest, Well, we had had, especially during the Davison era, we had a fucking clowns coming out of a Volkswagen parade of companions. It was Grand Central (laughs) Station in the TARDIS. Yeah. Companion overload,
1: as they say. Mm.
3: When I had a chance to meet most of the actors from that era, it was too close for them to talk openly about that. But then years later, when that had passed, a lot of people started saying that they were afraid that Davison wasn't strong enough after Tom Baker Mm. to have him and one companion. And I think this episode proves that wrong. I think that Davison's doctor was extremely strong. You know, people said he was too human. I don't think he was too human. I think the bloody humans had too much screen time.
1: I think you're right. I think that the amount of companions actually watered down
3: the doctor.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um,
3: And we got to see in Planet of Fire and Caves of Andronzani, the fifth doctor. And I loved it. It was very dark. It was very alien, not too human at all. And the fact that I totally disagree with what he did with Chameleon made it good drama to watch for me. Very, very seldom, especially as a kid, that I take issue with what the doctor did. He was my hero. And I remember as a kid looking at that episode several times and going, what's he doing? That doesn't Mm -hmm. seem right. I love the backstory on Turlough. Usually we got exactly what you were saying with Perry. We got really strong introductory episodes from a lot of companions during the Tom Baker and Peter Davison era.
0: And then that's it. They just go off,
3: and they hurt their ankle, and they scream, and that's it.
0: It just turns into the generic... Companion,
3: And I didn't necessarily like most of Turlo's story, but he was a companion with a bold story from start to finish. From his very first episode to the very last minute he was on screen, he had a complex backstory. Love it or hate it, there was a lot of time spent fleshing out that character. And I love those little moments in Planet of Fire where the way that Peter Davison delivered the lines, his doctor knew from day one what Turlo was, and he was trying to fix him.
2: Mm. It yeah. Yeah, that explains it, actually, otherwise, the why the hell did he put up with him?
3: It's like, every step of the way, there were a couple of little surprises for him in Planet of Fire, but the way that Davison chose to play those scenes, most of it was, well, yeah, I kind of figured that about you. I mean, after all, you tried to have me killed. He never came out and said that, but the way it was played on screen was just brilliant. It validated everything that happened with the Turlo bullshit through most of Davison's run. I thought it did anyway. I loved it. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. You were saying, Ulan, that they had so much to write and so many loose ends to tie up. Boy, I thought they did a fantastic job tying yeah. it together. Yeah, I agree. In fact,
1: I think it's Peter Grimwald's strongest script.
3: And I Definitely. thought it was a great script. There was the political... Inter- I mean, they did kind of beat you over the head with some of the theology messages in it, but that's okay. Again, it was a look at the human condition through alien eyes, so that's okay. I liked the message. I thought the character development was great. The pacing was off. I think you all commented on that. But that's why it wasn't a 50 for me. I loved everything (laughs) else about
1: it. Can I ask a question? It's been a while since I've watched this, but how's the reveal on the master? Because I remember it being pretty bloody epic, but also I remember him being not quite the master that I loved. And around this sort of time, it was almost like the master changed a little bit and became a bit too, (laughs) whoa, as opposed to having a definite purpose. Uh, And I can't remember. You always
2: chewed the scenery.
1: Oh, Anthony Hanley was just fucking. Oh, God. Did I ever tell you my Anthony Ainley story where I ended up speaking to him on the phone by accident?
0: <laughs> you tell!
1: Oh, God. We were making this trailer for Central TV. I used to work in TV years and years ago. And we needed somebody to play the bad guy who was called Dr. Paradox, right? This was such cheesy <laughs> as hell. It was a kid's... Time travel sci-fi comedy, all right? (laughs) And we were looking for somebody to play the bad guy, and I was going through an old issue of Spotlight, and there was loads of phone numbers in it. I thought, oh, that'll be his agent. Oh, well, it's worth giving him a ring just to see if he's free and if he'll take the pitiful sum that we've got. And I rang him, and it wasn't his agent. It was his home phone number. (laughs) Fuck. I know. And he picked up the phone, and I just turned into a complete fucking gibbering wreck. (laughs) Suddenly, from thinking I was talking to his agent, I was talking to Anthony Ainley, and he was so nice with me in a sort of... Oh, bless you for trying this kind of way. Because this was like before I even went to uni and stuff like that. This was, you know, years and years and years ago. He was so lovely. And he gave me loads of suggestions on other ways to try people and how I should put an advert in the spotlight and invite people to come into it, and and how I should say things to like you know we particularly love people with bald heads and big noses and if you look like a Terry Gilliam cartoon and all this sort of stuff. And this is his own words, and I did that, and we got loads of great stuff for it. And in the end, that got picked up by Central TV, and we got to make pilots for and all kinds of stuff. And it was all because Anthony Henley was just really lovely over the phone. But oh my God, I nearly shit a kidney when I found out I was talking to Anthony. <laughs> 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 dream fulfilled, bless him. I love Anthony Ainley,
3: and he was given so much shit. He really was. Part of me believes that he could have been every bit as good in the role as Delgado, as an actor, if he'd been given material. And he just wasn't. Even in this episode, which I loved, let's be honest, the master was pretty cookie-cutter.
0: Doesn't it seem like whenever Anthony Alien Master is around, he's just looking for a way to get another regeneration going or something?
3: Totally, yeah. There's no
0: other purpose for him, and it gets boring.
3: I'll be honest Mm -hmm. with you, the only two times I really was enthralled by his master were the last two times we saw him. Colin yeah. Baker's last episode and Sylvester McCoy's last episode. I thought he was complex and interesting. He was
0: really time. creepy in that cheetah story.
3: Survival. I fucking love that. Yeah. It was awesome. Huh. He was great. To be honest, all he did was stand there with some contact
1: lenses in. He just chewed up the screen. <laughs> yeah. What I regret about Ainley's master is he never really got a chance to play off against Sarah Sutton's character though there was always that undertone there it would have been really nice to see the fucking daddy issues in action because occasionally he would just say something and it would proper mess her up yeah. yeah. so beautiful, yeah. you know. but I would have really liked to send something done with that I guess we're kind of digressing here
2: I think the problem was I watched this after Horns of Naimon because after last time oh, and going, oh my god, you, god, you, <laughs> oh my god
1: dude, <laughs> you didn't really did you what the fuck oh it
2: was awesome it was so awful it was out the other side of To great. I love Big Tom and Big Graham trying to out Maddie. I know. It was brilliant. And those poor buggers in those costumes. You know, to start with, I was thinking, why the heck is he standing in the back doing jazz hands? It's because he's. (laughs) 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 there's one scene where he's just standing there waving his hands about in this really strange sort of hi midstage stage school look
1: I can't see anything in this fucking
2: costume (laughs) it's not so much can't see It's like don't walk because I've got three foot platforms on
1: yeah and these big things that overbounds me in this massive edit anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Planet of Fire I do tell <laughs> Planet
2: of Fire yeah so we see we watched tons of Night Mom, which was terrible but wonderfully funny and then we've got onto Planet of Fire which was just terribly dull by comparison mm-hmm. and of course well, just get off to a good start with some of the worst acting in Doctor Who which let's face it takes some saying because Howard was awful oh yeah, yeah. he was awful <laughs> oh.
3: he was absolutely awful
2: her boyfriend,
3: boyfriend. American He's dad. Perry's boyfriend, her
2: boyfriend, boyfriend yeah.
3: brother, whatever he was, Just
2: stepdad, stepdad. But I think there might have been some issues. Ew. But it was
3: weird. Yeah, no, no that's perfectly legitimate. If
1: I had Perry as a stepdaughter, I'd adopt. Oh no. no!
2: Not actually illegal unless you've adopted her. So yeah, right. Um, st- stop.
1: And even then, it's only a bit of paper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's hardly oh, really reprehensible, perhaps, but not actually illegal. <laughs> Oh and this is why behind
1: the pseudonyms ladies and gentlemen
2: no so, no I mean he was awful Chameleon was freaking me the crap out because I hadn't really seen anything with Chameleon in don't <laughs> worry you fucking won't
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it in because he never fucking worked. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. We uh, always played <laughs> him out.
2: So, no, the first episode did not get off to a great start after watching Graham Crowden hamming it for England. I liked episode three. That one actually seemed to have something happening in it, other than clambering over volcanic rocks and criminally wasting Peter Wingard. And just the fact that Peter Wingard wanders off at the end. <laughs> and
1: nobody goes I thought well, he was pretty know. good, I thought Peter Wingard had his moment. I thought he was pretty good. He's Timonov?
2: Yes. He was good with what he had, but that's not saying a great deal, because he didn't have a lot to do.
0: Wait, hold on. Which one's Peter whatever?
2: The guy with the scary mustache who was the religious leader. Oh, yeah,
0: that's kind of weird. He had, like, a Victorian mustache.
2: That's because he's always had that mustache. Even under that mask in Flash Gordon, I bet he still had the porn star tash.
3: You know, the order that you watch these episodes, Fuchsia, it's kind of like watching the actor studio after Ron White's stand-up. I mean... <laughs> Wow. It's, just, it's not right. I mean, you can't compare the two. <laughs> you should do like a whole season, you know,
1: if you love. You should just say, right, it's I'm going to a... watch McCoy's and just mm-hmm. do them all no. back to back.
2: Not McCoy. We did try with Tom Payton <laughs> and we got distracted.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's like six, seven years or something. Seven. Enough to go mad. If you're. An actor. <laughs>
2: The only story I'd ever seen with Perry was Caves of Androzani, and I actually watched that at the time it was on because Davison was leaving and I wanted to see how they handled it, because I'd seen his first episode, I wanted to see his last. And in Caves of Andrasani she just annoyed the hell out of me. And she was much I better. Know. She was quite strong, apart from a little sort of hissy fit tantrum in the first one. And the sudden, inexplicable, I'm
0: drowning, I'm drowning. For no oh, my good. God. Yes. <laughs> (laughs) Jesus, that just makes it so hard to keep watching. It's an insult.
3: After all, those things don't apparently act as flotation devices, do they? (laughs)
0: they only if they're made of silicon. Why would you jump into the water if you can't? Swim, why would you even wear a bathing suit? So she jumps in.
1: I can think of at least two reasons why she should wear (laughs) a bathing suit.
0: I'm going to jump into the water and swim a little bit, and then, oh, I guess I'm tired. I'm going to drown. What the hell? She's only like a few feet from the shore. I mean, oh. All I had to do
2: was have her going. Ag and grabbing at a leg because she'd cramped and then that's fine she's drowning because yeah. she's
0: got serious cramp rather than i'm
2: feeble help me buddy oh.
0: man. and then she's like yelping the whole way when he's saving her i was just like shut the fuck up just knock her out and drag her ashore
1: uh, <laughs> yeah knock
0: her out oh yeah. no shut up <laughs> God. hello
2: i'm nicola bryant have a restraining order against the dirty
1: hooers.
0: For me, Perry is not a, as much of a fascination since I'm not <laughs> a lesbian.
1: Yeah, but if you were going to be a lesbian... No,
0: if I was going to... Nicola Bryan's no, a good call, If I was right? going to be a lesbian, it wouldn't be her. It would be maybe Tegan or Leela. Oh,
1: really? No way.
0: Tegan, really? if you're going to be a lesbian... That's a short
1: hair, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. a little bit. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need something going on in her head. (laughs) No, you
1: don't. She's got two heads. She's wrestling two bald guys all the time. It's fantastic.
0: So anyway, it was an all right story. You know, I gave it a middle of the road score because it's not terrible, but it's a little too long. It should be a three-parter instead of a four-parter. It yes. felt like a six-parter because there's so much time spent with them running around on rocks that looked so painful. And she was wearing those shorts. I just kept on wondering, how many times did she dig her knees into those stones? Ow. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking yeah. about. Yeah
0: uh-huh. Yeah, I, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just... The, a little boring, but the moments that we mentioned earlier, you know, when Camille and get killed and the whole thing with the master, the showdown between the master and the doctor was pretty intense and significant. Those were important moments, I thought, in the history of who? Yeah. There's like a strong character moment there for the doctor. He starts going dark. I think it reflects a cultural thing, too. As time has gone on through the decades, we've become more and more cynical of the government. You know, it's no longer the 50s where we think everything is just jolly great. It's getting darker and more skeptical, and where we're at now, it's just... (laughs) Everybody knows. Well,
3: during the Peter Davison and Colin Baker era was when we had the most Time Lord intrigue. And it's interesting that we get much darker doctors mm-hmm. coming out of more involvement with the Time Lords.
0: Yeah. I like it that the Time Lords are corrupt too.
3: They fucking invented corruption. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. They're not the greatest people in the world. They just have the greatest technology. Yes. And I like that about having the Time Lords around I like that the Doctor's not the god. I like the contrast. It makes him more heroic somehow. He's like a real rebel.
1: The thing about the Time Lords is it's a parody of almost the British political and Mm -hmm. public
0: school Mm -hmm. systems. Mm -hmm. And as
1: such, it works so well because the Doctor is and always will be, I hope, British. Mm -hmm. And having that undertone in history there is just perfect. And
0: there's, there's that quote from Turlow in this episode about public schools. The worst place in the universe, English public school on earth, which is really, if I understand it, that's like rich kids bullying each other in school as opposed to poor kids bullying each other in public American (laughs) schools.
1: Yeah, 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 but rich kids have a better imagination. <laughs> there you have no. to stand in front of an open fire with a warm crumpet between your butt cheeks without blowing or you get, you know, it's its a lot more imaginative. It's not just being the shit out. Uh, no, no,
3: no, 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 you misunderstand. Duct-taping a young 11-year-old boy to the inside of the girl's bathroom door and letting him hang there for three, four hours is pretty imaginative.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, it's you're not that, bad. You think that poor people have no imagination? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: No, no, no. What I'm saying is there's a fine tradition of uh, imaginative excuses Satism. for
0: blundering
1: <laughs> in the British yeah. public school system as opposed to the... the well, you see, we have public and private. You have the same but only the other way around. Yeah.
0: We? Well, anyway, so... Well, listen,
1: why don't we round this one up? Thanks very much for listening as usual. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Blah. Blah. You're um, just in a
2: battle of booze, aren't you, and then just... i in the very, when very, very, you...
1: very drunk.
2: <laughs> Yay, Roly Birkin.
1: Uh, yes facebook and there's twitter and there's google plus and um oh goodbye <laughs> <laughs>
0: goodbye everyone bye, bye. you've been listening to
1: the dirty whores doctor who podcast
3: follow us on itunes or at dirty
2: find us on twitter at dirty whores. oh yeah we're also on facebook
1: see you next time
3: Butters just popped off for a wee, which I can't, I can't believe he isn't going every 20 minutes with the amount of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I did pick
1: up the rum as well, but it's white rum. It's not dark rum, so it's not as, yeah, it's not as bad, right? Yeah, but you three and a
0: half points. It oh, wasn't
1: my fault. It's a big glass. It's
0: more vitamins in the dark stuff. Is that right? <laughs> no.
1: The fuck is a vitamin? Nope.